As Queensland grapples with a youth crime crisis, we know it'll be a big election issue this year. It's been blamed in part for the resignation this week of the state's police commissioner, Katerina Carroll. Uh, Meanwhile, Northern Territory leaders are apparently at odds over the same issue. The Federal Labor MP for Lingari, Marion Scrimgore, says the uh, current approach just isn't working and that it's time for, quote, a bit of tough love. She's calling on the NT uh, Labor government to act now to reform youth justice. Nathan Finn is the president of the Northern Territory Policing Association. Nathan, this time last year in Alice Springs, it was obviously very much in the national spotlight over soaring rates of crime, um, some evocative victim statements as well. It prompted the federal government to pledge more funding for police and other interventions, including alcohol restrictions, a return to those restrictions uh, with months uh, within months, really, according to the NT police, uh, crime was at its lowest for four years. What is the situation 12 months on? Yeah, good afternoon, Andy, and good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, thank you for having us on, and obviously it's a refreshing change to see the member for Lingiari come out and actually tell it how she sees it and sees the impacts of the, the legislation here currently in the agency youth justice not working in the Northern Territory. We've seen the minimum age of criminal responsibility be raised, um, obviously from 12 to 14. We're seeing no real effects on the street in relation to that. Um, it's the NT Police Association's view that we don't want these children locked up. We basically want to see them um, with programs and educational programs to defer the, to, to divert them from the obviously offending. We've, uh, in fact, seen some dramatic reporting out of Alice Springs this week. Uh, children, apparently as young as 10, rampaging through the town in a stolen car from a local car yard. Is this a regular thing or is the media highlighting uh, this event because it comes with some dramatic pictures? What's, what's really going on? Yeah, no, it's an unfortunate... Um, th- this is an irregular occurrence, unfortunately, across the Northern Territory, not only in Alice Springs, but also we see this in our major centres on a nightly basis. Um, our police officers are dealing with, um, yeah, young offenders, some even age- under the age of 10, um, but 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old offenders... Um, where we can't actually take action against them and our police officers are unfortunately forced to drop them home with no consequences to face. There's no deterrent and it's quite scary that these children know that there's no, no deterrent for them and they continue this, this dangerous behaviour. There's this talk about the age of criminal responsibility which was raised from uh, 2.12 from 10 last year. Yes. Uh, this is something that legal experts have been calling on all states and territories, in fact, to do. Uh, the member for Lingari, though, suggests that that isn't working. What's the police uh, view? No, it's definitely not working. We're seeing that right across the, the Northern Territory. Um, we're seeing young offenders committing more serious crimes right across the community and putting community members at risk with, the, with their behaviour. But, but that law um, was really only changed in August last year. Surely it might be too uh, soon to tell in terms of data sets available. And... It is very early to tell that, but we're seeing young offenders being sent away from the criminal justice system, which is which is a great thing for us, and the police also recognise that as a as a great thing. But there's no education program to actually divert these people away from that criminal offending and to actually make some life-earned improvements in their lives. So we need parents, we need responsible adults for these people to held to be held to account, because unfortunately there there are laws of their own, and they're making up whatever they'd like to do, whenever they'd like to do it, and there's no responsibility at all for these young children on the streets. I want to interrogate uh, a, a claim that you've made. You've said that the Territory Government is hiding crime statistics from the public as part of a, a political uh, campaign. That, that, that's a fairly big claim. Do you have any alternative crime stats to share with me? 
there's no one there's no other statistics being released out there at the moment we've had a new computer system here and a case management system here released um, to by use for the northern territory police we still report on the same crime statistics but unfortunately these crime statistics aren't actually being recorded and that information is available in the system i'm, I'm advised very regularly from our members on the streets that this information is available but they're choosing not to reflect that on the previous data choosing not to uh, release it or it's not not available because of digital uh, complaints i'm being told by our members on the street that this this is available through our new system but they're choosing not to uh, revert that back to the, the the previous data it's 12 past four the northern territory policing association president nathan finn is my guest on RN Drive, we're talking about the challenge of policing youth crime. It's certainly an issue in Queensland. It's also uh, been an issue for some time now in Northern Territory. So what are the impacts of these record-keeping glitches, I think you characterise them as, on policing in the Northern Territory? In terms of frontline policing, like if you know frontline officers don't have access to this, does it matter? It places the members at risk. If they haven't got all the information to make the right decision at the right time, you know, we, we work in a, a very vulnerable position where we have to make split-second decisions. If we haven't got the information to make those decisions and that's not available to our officers on the street, unfortunately, errors are made um, and also places them at risk and also places members of the public at risk. Um, for example, if there's an alert on a person they don't know about where a person can be violent, and obviously ends up with a police officer being assaulted when they could have taken appropriate action to actually deal with that offender. There is a lot of talk about alcohol fueling violence. The federal government shifted about a year ago to the policy of alcohol control where Indigenous communities would by default not be allowed to purchase alcohol. They'd have to um, opt out if they didn't want this ban in place. Just talk to me about the efficacy from the police perspective of this ban. The, the ban that went through, um, and obviously the lifting of the Strongest Futures legislation, seen a huge impact, especially around the Alice Springs region, um, with the sale of alcohol to be, to be free and flowing again. Um, we've seen huge numbers of increase in domestic violence, in assault rates, and also criminal and um, offences being committed right across the community, and placing members in the community at harm because of the unrestrictions of alcohol in this community. On the text line, a comment says, um, are you aware of the importance of First Nations-led social workers for these kids? This is a reference to this so-called uh, co-responder model. Frontline police are uh, supposed to work in partnership with territory families. Is, is this not working in practice if we're seeing the sorts of images we've seen out of Alice recently? The co-responder model was set up over the Christmas period here in, in Alice Springs um, and it appeared to have some working uh, parts but it was also more of a quicker referral um, for the frontline police officers to actually continue doing their policing role when they find a youth at risk or a youth in trouble on the street um, of late at night uh, with no supervision or no parental responsibility so there are some value to that in the co-worker model we also have a mental health co-worker model that operates as well um, these do work but again what sort of programs are we actually putting these children in that we find or what protections are being put in place for these young children on the streets and have no parental guidance or responsibility for these young offenders? We'll have to leave it there. Northern Territory Policing Association President Nathan Finn, good to talk to you. Thank you, Andy, and yeah, thank you, listeners. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.